0: Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is Bob Rader, who's the executive director of CABE. Bob, welcome. How are you, my friend? Good to see you. It's good to see you, too, Peter. Always good to see you, my friend. Always good to see you. We always have a good time together. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. So what's been going on? What have you been up to since the pandemic?
1: Well, what we've tried to do uh, at the Connecticut Association of Boards of Education is really to make sure people are getting the information they need, the advice, the ability to network and talk to each other. Mm-hmm. So what we've done is a number of webinars with various people. Uh, Fram Rabinowitz, head of the, of the uh, Connecticut Association of Public School superintendents okay. we've had on. Uh, we've had the commissioner, we've had uh, Glenn Lungarini from CIAC, Absolutely. we've had, uh, we've worked with um, Mark Brackett from Yale University who's in charge of their Center for Emotional Intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, and we've, we've talked to guidance counselors, we've talked to uh, other people who are going to help as school comes back because social and emotional learning is going to be one of the most important things that everybody
0: has to take care of as kids come back. Absolutely, absolutely. And what what do you think schools are gonna look like when they come back?
1: Well, it's it's hard to tell what school's gonna look like. A number of them, um, I'd say about half or close to half are starting with a hybrid situation where half of the kids are in the school, half of the kids are not in school. Uh, maybe two days a week for for each and they they'll rotate mm-hmm. uh, and a day for cleaning or for all um, distance learning right. uh, but it's very hard to tell exactly what's going to happen obviously parents are allowed to keep their children at home right. uh, temporarily mm-hmm. that's that's what the commissioner has said uh, and the governor has said and um, so we don't know exactly what what it's going to start like I mean the The difficult, uh, the real difficult issue is, seem to be in the bigger districts with big high schools where there's no way to cohort the kids into different categories. Um, There are too many kids. They can't do the social distancing. Mm -hmm. So uh, New Haven is starting with the kids at home for all the kids. So it's, it's a difficult situation, and we, uh, our job is to help school board members as they help their superintendents very, g- and, and I wanted to point this out. Sure. This has been a very, very difficult summer for superintendents. Uh, absolutely. Uh, first, they were told one thing um, by what looked to be the, the decision of the state. Sure. Uh, that everybody must go back. Then a couple of weeks ago it was made local control led by the superintendent. You know, July is usually a month for superintendents to take time off to recharge. Right. Same with teachers and same with uh, with other staff at the school districts. But this summer it hasn't happened. No. They had to come up with uh, three different plans mm-hmm. for complete closing and doing everything by distance learning as we did in the in the spring. Right. Uh, a hybrid plan where half and half, half go to school, half half don't, and then yep. they switch. They switch it. And uh, for complete distance learning. Uh, sorry complete everybody coming back at once. <laughs> right. it's a little hard to remember <laughs> exactly but, but um, certainly the state is pushing for all the kids to come back at the same time mm-hmm. for full uh, full day um, learning and instruction and and it's it's very difficult to see how that's going to happen
0: absolutely absolutely
1: so how long have you been with Cabe I have been with CABE in January, it will be 25 years. Wow. Yeah, I'm oh sort of the, the the elder on the, <laughs> in
0: this group, which I never thought I'd be. No, definitely not. So what exactly with CABE do you guys do?
1: Well, we do a number of things. We do uh, advocacy, is probably our biggest thing. We work with the legislature, the governor's office, yeah. certainly the commissioner. Mm-hmm. Um, And if necessary, we go into the courts to help with uh, our school districts, as well as we will work with our congressional delegation down in Washington. Um, So that's one thing. Uh Another of the uh, services we provide are policy services. Districts work by policies, just like the legislature puts out law. They adopt policies, we suggest them, uh, we have a real guru doing that who has been uh, in, in education for over 50 years, okay. was at one point the superintendent in Clinton. Um, his name is Vin Mastaro. Vin Mastaro. Oh, wow. yes. Absolutely. And Absolutely. He, he is just unbelievable. He's analytic. He loves to write. He's so articulate. Absolutely. Um, so we do lobbying. We do advocacy. We put out a newspaper every month, okay. uh, the Cape Journal. Uh, with suggestions for boards about best practices. Huh. We do a convention, which we've done the last probably eight to 10 years at the Mystic Marriott. Sure. Um, we usually do it in November. This year, we're gonna do something online in November, and we're gonna do our convention uh, sometime in the spring. Nice. And, nice. and the reason is that everybody is so busy uh, with the schools and we're right. doing things to make sure it's safe and healthy for the kids as well as our, uh, our wonderful staff, teachers, um, uh, para, para educators, everybody yep. else. Excellent. So we decided let's go a little slowly this year and do it that way.
0: And like, like you said, you, you deal with Glenn Longarini from the CIAC, as Absolutely, f- as far as that goes, God kn- who knows what fall sports seasons are going to exactly. like. Exactly, he's
1: going to be actually on our board chair uh, call-in on uh, Thursday okay but uh, you know G- Glenn's got a very difficult position oh he's yeah. trying to do everything safely and help healthfully uh, for the kids and then all of a sudden when he's on the verge of, of getting his and I shouldn't say his but it's CIAC's program right. across uh, the UConn Huskies have decided not to play football exactly and that puts <laughs> a lot of pressure on everyone oh uh, yeah <laughs> so so Glenn, uh, Glenn and the CIAC are thinking through exactly what, what they're doing and as he has, he has said they don't call it the definitely absolutely <laughs> final full plan or full schedule right. um, because he realizes it's fluid. Absolutely. You know, a few kids uh, might get sick in a school or in an area, yeah. and it could change everything. Absolutely. Uh, at Absolutely. least in that area. So, so we're interested in what Glenn will be doing, and uh, he's a wonderful partner, as is is Fran yeah.
0: and other people that we work with all the time. I was gonna say I've never interviewed Glenn. He's on he's on, he's on, he's on my list of very people to, people to talk to. Very
1: articulate, yeah. smart guy, and yeah. has been in the schools for years and. Certainly
0: knows what he's doing. Funny thing, I got to tell you. You mentioned sure. you, you mentioned Vin Mustaro. Yes. Vin Mustaro was the superintendent of schools in the town of Clinton. Right. The last graduating class that Vin handed their diplomas to was mine. Oh wow! The last, the wow. last, the last diploma that he handed to a person was me. And and he is wonderful.
1: Oh, he's a great guy. And uh, he's a great, boy, great he guy. He, it's a, it's amazing because oh, I was the head of policy services in New York State oh, okay. for a while at their right. school boards association, and when I began to work within, I realized with his background, with his knowledge, yep. his beginning uh, ability to analyze and so on, it's just amazing. Absolutely, and actually, you and I have another mutual friend. Who's that? Lon Seidman. Oh, Lon is wonderful. (laughs) I talk to Lon all the time. He's a really good board board member. Oh, he's a great guy. He understands what's going on. He has questions. He's not afraid to put forth his opinion. And I love people like that because that's what we need, strong people to lead
0: our schools. I actually haven't seen him in a while. I ran into him a couple weeks ago in Clinton. That's great. We were together, and I just haven't seen him. I'm like, so how are things going? He's like, with the new normal things are going extremely well I believe he's is he chairman of the board in Essex I believe he is
1: I Still. think so. And
0: not. he's also on the Region
1: 4 board. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so he's a, another one of our busy uh, oh, yeah. school board members. Absolutely. That, and, and he's on our board, so it's just wonderful. For oh, okay. Us.
0: So, so he spreads himself all over the place. He
1: does, he <laughs> does. And he's busy and he does
0: his show. Yep, yep. And
1: uh, we've certainly learned a lot of things from Lansa.
0: From oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, how many towns do you guys cover?
1: Well, there are 166 towns in the s- in the state. Kay. We ha- probably have we've we've gained a few. We're probably at 153 or 154. Okay. And uh, we're very, very pleased that people have seen our value. We've had a number come back in, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's gone well for us. I mean, it's hard su- with everybody working at home. Yeah. Uh, our office is closed. Not. Not only because of COVID, but right. because we had an accident in the, in, the, uh, in the building and we're replacing the carpeting and oh it's no. taking forever at this time. Uh-oh. But uh, we hope to be back back at work at the office as okay. opposed to in my uh, computer room. Working remotely. Remor- working remotely very soon. Wow. Very soon. Wow. Now, where are you guys located? We're in Wethersfield, okay. right over the Hartford border. Oh, okay. And... and uh, yeah, that gives us uh, a nice spot, easy to get to, uh, easy to get to the legislature and uh, whoever else we might need to work with.
0: Now, how are you guys responding to this, the bo- school board members during the pandemic?
1: Well, we're doing all we can to keep in contact with them. Our board of directors, executive committee in particular, has reached out to board members, board chairs across the state. We have a check in once a week. We do a check-in and update, and we have various people come and, and talk to us, and we spend a lot of that time just letting them network and just right. letting them talk. We also have a board chair um, listserv where they can discuss things with, with other board members, mm-hmm. um, and they talk about the frustrations they're having, and right. yet there are some, some real nice successes, too. You you know, yeah. They've been able to keep things going over the over the summer and they're um, uh, not everybody thinks it's the best idea to all come back at the beginning but right. they're working it through with their communities and especially with their with their superintendents
0: exactly exactly it's
1: tough, it's it, tough. Is, it
0: is it is and, A-
1: and there are no great answers No. no. B- everybody would like to be able to say hundred percent safety no problem yeah, yeah uh, that's okay. not the real world no, so definitely we, no we have to make some some adjustments you know we we've adjusted as far as you know the the state has said all kids have to wear um, mm-hmm. masks. masks right everybody has their masks absolutely mine yeah. with the nice Yankee uh, emblem on it there you go and uh, you know we talk about hand-washing all the time absolutely. We have to do that the distance, uh, th- keeping the distance, the social mm. distancing is oh, what's absolutely. really hard. Yeah. On buses, yeah. on, uh, in classrooms, it's gonna make it very hard, but there are plans out there and uh, people should be comfortable. The state has done really well, probably number one in the nation, oh. as far as making sure that all our people are safe, we have mm-hmm. a positivity rate, which, if it's above one, I'm am th- told. I'm not a medical expert, <laughs> right? But I'm told if it's above one, that makes sh- that means that the um, disease COVID is being um, contagious to more people. Right. Below one, fewer people, and we've been below one for That's a right. while. That's right.
0: That's right. We have. Which been.
1: is which is just great. So right. you know, we we want to work with our partners. We want to work with the state to make sure that kids come back safe. That. Safety is number one in everybody's mind, and uh, we're we're doing our best. One of the things that we had a chance to do, one of our business affiliates is an architectural firm, and uh, they're called Slam S L A M in -hmm. Glastonbury. They spoke to uh, to board members about what the social distancing means, how to do it best, and what I have read. uh, I got this from one of our. chairs of a board, mm-hmm. uh, Merrill Gay, he's in Middletown, and Merrill is also uh, one of the leaders in the, in the early childhood okay. group. And he sent out something to all our boards, on board chairs on our board chair list serve from the Atlantic Magazine talking about the importance of having good HVAC systems. Right. Ventilation is crucial absolutely and good ventilation so boards have been looking at that I'm sure it's more the superintendent and the mm-hmm. staff but they've been looking to make sure they have the filters they need because that's really one way of, of preventing the disease and of course we're talking about if we can if it's not too hot right or too cold mm-hmm. uh, holding classes outside sure. because that seems to be one of the best ways of preventing uh, Absol- the spread. The spread
0: yeah, absolutely, and the, f- the one thing w- we need to talk about, like you said, you're going to sure. have your meeting with CIEC Commissioner Commissioner Longarini on Thursday. If he, if they bring back fall sports, how do they social distance on the bus? Well, hmm. it's the bus and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I don't know what they're suggesting in terms of the buses at this point. Right. Um, for going back to school. Many of the districts have suggested to their parents very strongly if you can drive your, your child to school, uh, it's off. helpful. And it, it provides a little assurance uh, to the parents right. that their kids aren't on a bus. Now, I know the state has said, well, we'll get as many kids as we can on a bus. I don't know how much that means. and yeah, in some areas. I'm it's sure. It's really difficult. Oh uh, yeah. Everybody's trying at the same time. That means the buses have to be more or less filled. But hopefully, with masks, with smart social distancing, um, our kids will be safe. Oh, absolutely,
0: absolutely. It's going to be a very different school year.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's going to be a very different. Absolutely, and we we hope it's a great school oh, year. Oh, absolutely. You know? I think. Oh yeah. I think everybody. It's kind of interesting. I live hmm. in Glastonbury and. Although they didn't have the regular uh, awarding of the diploma at a big outdoor field and yep. so on, because it was back in 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 June, right? Um, the the principal of the high school came around, board members came around to the kids, and I've heard a lot of different districts say, "Hey, this might be a better new normal than long speeches at at." Uh, right. At a graduation ceremony, while everybody's hot and the kids are tired, and but but this worked very well in some cases. So they're they're going to talk about it for next year too, whether or not this COVID. And let's hope there isn't.
0: No, of course not. And I (laughs) and I speaking from experience, I I live in the town of Clinton, Mm -hmm. and what they did in Clinton, they had virtual grad, obviously virtual graduation, but they did it by. They did it in in groups, by mm-hmm. last name. Ah. So they gave you a window sure. to be there. You walked across the walked across the makeshift stage. Sure. And then they gave you, handed a you handed you handed you diploma. You walked off. The, you walked off the stage, and then you got in your car and you left. And I know here at Valley Shore Community Television, Chris Morgan, who is the public access coordinator, mm-hmm. actually. The day that they did graduation at Morgan, Valley Shore, and Christy Kaminsky, they actually did the whole graduation day on the station. Oh wow! They did the whole, the whole set, the whole ceremony on the station all basically all graduation day. And it came, I actually saw it on saw it on the dial when I got home that night. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. I saw it online. It actually came out very nice. That's
1: great. Came That's out. great. Well, it's, it's interesting. You it d- is. You make all kinds of different uh, y- alternatives. You have to find things that work. Today, I oh. was in a program okay. that used to be very, uh, still is, very expensive when it's um, when it's in person. And rather than in, in person, they did it on the, uh, on the web today. Sure. And I found the speeches were great. Everything was a little condensed. Right. Um, I think I got more out of that than, you know, spending the money going to wherever. Chicago or wherever it is. Right. And uh, I can now watch the other ones whenever I want. Exactly. And it was free.
0: So <laughs> when, when it saved you money. So
1: Absolutely. It
0: saved, saved, saved you a couple of bucks. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. What else we want to talk about as far as the upcoming school year goes, as far as visions and ideas? How well,
1: one of one like of the things we've been working on is is equity. I know everybody talks about equity, yeah. but we we have a committee at Cabe under the direct leadership of Leonard Lockhart, who is chair of the uh, of the Windsor Board of Education, okay. and of course our president is Don Harris, who is is well known a, as the uh, chair of the Bloomfield Board of Education. Okay. And we have spent a lot of time talking about diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion. And we're talking to our board members about it because many of the boards are not terribly well integrated. And one of the things we realize is that if you're going to appeal and make decisions based on the students in your community, Mm -hmm. um, the communities have become more brown. Uh, About half of the kids who are now in our schools are kids of color. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure boards are sensitive to their needs, whether it's by uh, having cultural competencies, reaching out to the communities in uh, their districts in which uh, they're they're possibly People of color mm-hmm. and bringing them in. Right. You know we believe school boards is an institution that helps everybody, and we want to make sure that we're prepared and our members are prepared for the next uh, the next round of education reform or just the education in their communities mm-hmm. in general. A uh, lot has gone on. Right. A lot of um, focus on minority teacher recruitment, mm-hmm. and uh, we're still nowhere where. Near to where it should be in Connecticut. We have about 9%, which, believe it or not, is up from probably 8.7% mm-hmm. uh, teachers sure. who are of color. And we have to do better because our kids are nearly half uh, right. of color. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about the need for resources. Oh, well, uh. that is a big subject, obviously. <laughs> no, as absolutely. Well. You know, uh, the budgets were passed. Yep. By the communities, hopefully, and then if the communities didn't pass them, the the fiscal uh, uh, councils mm-hmm. or the, 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 the town, town council. councils passed them, right. we don't know where we're going to be. Uh, right. Last week, the governor announced there were 266 uh, million more dollars. Sure. We don't know exactly what dollars are going where and uh, who they're going to, okay. yes. But with the cost of masks, with the cost of perhaps substitute teachers needed for, um, you know, if if teachers decide, some of them decide not to come in or they are actually ill, Mm -hmm. we have to take care of them. And it's so hard with expecting to do distance learning as well as in-class learning. So we have been asking for more resources. Uh, we thought what the governor said sounded like a really good first step to us. Right. Uh, we're wondering what will happen in Washington where <laughs> the the Congress has not been able to make decisions. Uh, the the president has made just some decisions, right. to the best of my knowledge, it's not on uh, helping out school districts or right. local governments which need it. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly on the unemployment. Uh, issues which have gotten so much publicity. Absolutely. So we're hoping there'll be more coming from the federal government as well as from the state to help out all our districts as we go forward.
0: And I know I know I I know from personal experience in the town of Clinton they we have a town council mm-hmm. and our town council set the budget. Well, that's,
1: that's difficult. Hopefully yeah. they, uh, they talk to the, the oh superintendent yeah. oh and the board, yeah. Oh yeah. and sometimes that's good, but sometimes you have situations where they're not good relationships, right. uh, which we try to help, um, but the decisions are, are made without the, you know, being able to say, well, we have a flat budget again. Right. Well, we understand what taxpayers are going through and so on, but you got to provide the money for the schools so they uh, can yeah. reopen safely.
0: Right, exactly, exactly. And he, we were talking before that you and I have a mutual friend of Jan Peruccio in the town of Old Savrook.
1: Great superintendent, Jan is one of our favorites. She came up with an idea three years ago or so um, that why are we doing professional development and teaching the same thing every year to teachers who have been there for years and years?
0: That are hearing the same thing every year.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and while it's important, they right. know it. Right. They really need. An update every year, right? And uh, Jan suggested that to us and to CAPS, the Superintendents Association, okay. and uh, Patrice McCarthy, who is our general counsel and, and uh, deputy director, uh, went to the legislature re- along with Sheila McKay, our senior staff uh, associate for for uh, government relations, mm-hmm. and the legislature, to their credit, set up a committee everybody on the committee agreed, and the stakeholders were everybody from CAPS and CAVE to the teachers unions and everybody else said, this makes sense. <laughs> Let's not require everything every single year. Ah. And it freed up some time for, um, for staff to do ever other things in their professional development. And go. of course, this year, rather than 180 days, the, leg- not the legislature, the commissioner and the governor have said 177 days is okay if you spend the first three days doing professional development. There you go. And we think that is absolutely terrific, will be a boon for, uh, for our school districts. Um, nobody knows exactly what they're coming back to, um, and certainly social, emotional, skills, of teachers, of uh, building the students' social-emotional skills, all very, very important. We know a lot of kids were out, uh, especially in the cities, um, were out, perhaps did not engage in the distance learning that was going on. Some have trauma, uh, not seeing their friends for a long time, may sound like just, Oh well, you don't see your friends, but for kids, they're at ages where right. they're growing up, and they're making these connections to other kids, and uh, we're we're very hopeful that they'll get back to school where where they have a lot of um, loving and encouraging people who will inspire them to having a great year.
0: Operator from Cape Right of Time. Hopefully, we'll see you again soon. Absolutely, whenever you want. You got it, my you friend. Know Good I'll to see you again. You. Thanks so much. Thanks, bud. On behalf of Bob Raider, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks, good night, and we'll see you next time.